0: find out from them directly, hey, what's the best email to reach you at? How can I contact you about this? I found a lot of success in doing that because they will say, oh yeah, email my assistant. And maybe their assistant's email, you wouldn't find that on the website.
1: Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal Best Ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the Landlord Helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then- here comes a free service. Here comes a free gift. Linda Libatori, you know her. Episode seven hundred and fourteen. I interviewed her about her best ever advice. Talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem: Secure Pay One, the Landlord Helper. They handle the phone calls. They handle the rent collections. They handle late payment reminders. They handle the lease violation notices. Everything from Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff with us today. Someone who is going to help us get booked on other people's podcasts, and I can tell you a business reason why here in a little bit, as well as how to leverage those interviews once you're interviewed on someone else's podcast. Jessica Rhodes, how are you doing?
0: Joe, hey, I'm doing really
1: well. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'm very pleased to have you on because this is a topic that I've seen business results for myself personally and my business when I'm on other people's podcasts. And I'm looking forward to you sharing with the best of our listeners the benefits. So a little bit about Jessica, though, before we dive in, she is a founder and CEO of Interview Connections Com, which is a guest booking agency for podcasters and for guest experts to get people on podcasts. She's the author of Interview Connections, How to Rock the Podcast from Both Sides of the Mic. She's based in Warwick, Rhode Island, and you can say hi to her at our website, interviewconnections.com. So with that being said, Jessica, before we dive into the topic at hand, do you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more background about what you're focused on?
0: Absolutely. So I am totally focused on podcast interviews, being a guest on podcasts and hosting your own podcasts. And the reason I really focused on this and why I'm so excited to talk about it to all the real estate investors listening is because business, especially real estate investing, when you want to get investors, when you want to get deals, it's all about not only who you know, but who knows you and about the relationships and the connections that you're making with people in your industry. And when you are a guest on podcasts, when you host a podcast and you're interviewing people, those conversations lead to great business. They lead to new deals. They lead to more people following you and eventually doing business with you.
1: Yep, it does. I can tell you firsthand that obviously I'm all in on the podcast scene as a host. But then on the flip side with me being on other people's podcasts, I have a specific example About two years, a year and a half, two years ago, I was on Marco Santorelli's podcast. And best ever listeners, you might recognize his name. He's been on this show a couple times, or you might have heard his podcast before. But after I was on his podcast, I got a message through my Contact Us page. And it was from an investor who heard me on his podcast. Well, fast forward two years from then, which is today, And I have actually worked with this one investor and he's invested almost $18 million in my deals. And I originally got in touch with him because I was interviewed on someone else's podcast. So I'm here to tell you, best ever listeners, this will impact your business in a great way if you focus on this. That's why it's so important to have this conversation with Jessica. So the importance of how to get booked on other people's podcasts. Clearly, we got that box checked. How do we go about that?
0: Number one, you have to position yourself as an expert in your industry. So if you're a real estate investor and you want to be going on real estate podcasts to talk about your expertise and eventually attract investors and deals, you've got to position yourself as somebody who is successful and has a track record of success and experience. So looking at your basic online presence is really important. And I will say with a caveat here, there are a number of real estate podcasts that they don't necessarily want to interview people who have fancy websites and courses and big gurus of real estate, they really like interviewing just real investors and people with experience. But that being said, you should definitely have a decent website and an online presence that shows that you are somebody that's actually in business. Nowadays, if you don't have a website, it's like, what are you dead? Everyone has a website if they're in business. So looking at your online presence, looking at your social media presence, so people can actually connect with you. Podcasters want to interview people. They want to interview people with a story, not only with the business and an expertise. The other thing that we work with our clients on is having a one sheet and a one sheet is a branded PDF document that has your name it has your bio and which is something short that a host could read at the beginning of a show to introduce you. So your bio might have something like how much money you've invested in real estate, what kind of rental real estate income you have every year for a lot of successful investors. That's a really impressive amount. So that shows listeners right off the bat that you know what you're doing and that you have experience, maybe how many properties or how many states you invest in. Have some of those facts right in your intro and right in your bio on your one sheet so it captures the host's attention. And then also on your one sheet, having some interview topics as well as some suggested interview questions. Because when you're pitching yourself or you have an agent that's pitching you to hosts, you don't want to make them do all the work. You want to say, hey, here's what we're going to talk about. So Before this podcast started recording, Joe said, what are we going to talk about? And I gave him right away. We're going to talk about this, this, and this, and this is why. And so I want to be on this podcast, so I'm making it as easy as I can for the host and showing him how this topic is valuable. So you want to do that for hosts. You want to show why your topic of expertise, why your experience is going to be valuable to the audience of the show that you want to be on.
1: Makes sense. So we position ourselves as an expert. We have an online presence. We also have a one-sheet with the bio, our name, potential topics of interest or relevance, as well as potential questions. So now we've got the preparation done. Now what do we do?
0: So now you have to find podcasts that are a good fit for you. So the question that you have to answer is who is your target audience? What kinds of people are going to be the most valuable listeners for your business? So what is your biggest pain point? Now, maybe you're a real estate investor and you've had a lot of success and now you want to start teaching other people how. So you want to find people that are just getting started in real estate investing. So finding those podcasts for beginners, for people that aren't experienced and are just getting started, or maybe, you don't want to teach people. You don't have a course. You just want to get more investors or you want to get more deals. So looking at the shows that are more established that are talking to people who have a lot of experience, maybe talking about some higher level topics in real estate. So figure out what your goal is with the podcast interviews, what you want to get out of them, and then find the shows that are a good fit. Now podcasting is definitely great for real estate because there are so many real estate podcasts. There's a lot of people getting interviewed about real estate investing. So if you just go to iTunes and search real estate, in fact, you can actually go to iTunes and go through the different categories of podcasts. So there's business, then there's investing, and there are subcategories. And I believe real estate investing or real estate is one of those subcategories. So if you do that in iTunes, you'll see a whole list of shows that are in real estate and when you're searching through those shows you want to find the podcast that number one are currently publishing so there are a lot of podcasts on iTunes that are not currently publishing episodes so you want to find the ones that are currently publishing and then most importantly the ones that have guests on the show so not just the ones with the solo host you want to find the podcast that actually interview different people on each episode because your chances are going to be higher with the shows that actually
1: tape (laughs) guests. (laughs) Yep, that makes sense. As far as currently publishing, do you just use common sense to look at, okay, they've published X amount over this period of time and I think they're going to be publishing another?
0: Exactly. I kind of look at when was the last episode. So if the last episode was a month ago, I'll see what was the last episode before that because maybe it's a monthly podcast. But if the last episode was a month ago and the ones before that were every week, then if they haven't published in a month, they're probably not coming back. So kind of use some common sense. Sometimes what we've done is if it doesn't seem to be publishing that regularly, we'll just say, hey, it looks like you have a great show. Are you still podcasting? Like, are you still producing episodes? Because some people just don't release on a regular basis. And the other thing is I see is maybe they don't publish regularly. They haven't published recently, but they take guests. Maybe they're not publishing because they don't have guests. So if you pitch and say, hey, I'm a great guest, they're like, perfect. Now I have content for an episode.
1: I didn't think of it that way. Maybe they're just not resourceful enough to get their own guests if they need some help, which you probably shouldn't be listing them in the first place if they're not resourceful enough to find someone to interview, but that's another story. All right. So you find podcasts that are a good fit. You reach out to them. And what do you say when you're reaching out to them?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, let's not bruise over that pitch yeah. there. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, so number one, actually on iTunes, when you find the show, they're currently publishing, they take us, click through to their website. There's a little link to go to their website. Unless someone's a podcaster and a really savvy marketer, they might not have this set up. So I've I clicked on website and it goes to like a dead website. So sometimes you have to actually Google their name or Google the podcast and actually find the website. Find their contact information, the contact page on their website. Some podcasts will actually say, want to be a guest, click here, fill out this form. Other shows, they're not even going to have their email address on their website. There's a lot of websites that don't have contact information, funny enough. So you could try to go to Twitter or social media and just find out from them directly, hey, what's the best email to reach you at? How can I contact you about this? I found a lot of success in doing that because they'll say, oh, yeah, email my assistant. And maybe their assistant's email, you wouldn't find that on the website. So once you get the contact info, once you get the email, you're going to write the pitch. Now the pitch has got to be personalized and it has to clearly communicate to them how your topic, how your content, your story is going to bring value to their listeners. You have to paint that picture for them because that is a podcaster's number one goal. They only want to bring guests on their show if they believe that that content is going to be valuable to those listeners because if it's not, listeners are not going to come back for the next episode. So that's the one question you have to answer. Don't worry in your pitch, listing out all of your accomplishments and how great you are. Tell them how you found the show, why you want to be a guest, why your content would be valuable, and then attach that one sheet to your email and hyperlink your name or your business name to your website. So that way it's really easy. I've been pitched before and the person, they didn't give me a one sheet, they didn't give me a website. So then i am like Googling for them. I'm getting all different websites. I don't know how to find them. The first thing a podcast is going to do, if they're all interested in what you have to say in your pitch, they're going to go to your website. So you just hyperlink it to make it super easy for them. Okay. And then follow up. That's key. Most people are not going to answer you the first time. Most podcasts, especially real estate podcasts, every real estate podcast is most likely hosted by somebody who has a real estate investing business. This is not their number one priority. They have other stuff that they're doing, other high revenue generating activities. So if you pitch a podcaster and they don't reply to you within a day, don't give up. A non-response is not a no. It just means they were busy. Maybe they saw it, marked it as unread, never got back to it. So we follow up every two business days. We follow up. And the follow up, it's good to make it personal and to make the follow-up and maybe include some additional different information, follow up via social media because maybe they just weren't getting your email. So be really persistent, but polite in your follow-up. I literally have had people that email me back a year after I pitched them. Those are always fun, (laughs) but it just shows you, you can never, ever, ever give up. You have to be persistent and follow up. I've had more people thank me for following up than people get annoyed. Mm -hmm. More people thank So definitely follow up and be really confident too. You know, Google what confident language is and use confident language because a lot of people say, oh, I'm just reaching out. Be confident. You can't expect that podcast host to tell you why you're so great. You have to be the person to say, hey, this is why I'm a great guest for your show. Mm.
1: What's on the confidence language thing, what's either a line or a word or a phrase that you like to use that illustrates that point?
0: The first things are recommend are unconfident language. So let me give you some examples there and hopefully some confident language will come to mind. So, A lot of people will put in their pitches like, I believe I'm a great guest. And that is unconfident because just say, I am a great guest. Just say it assertively and confidently. The word just, like I'm just reaching out today. Again, that is unconfident. I am emailing you today. So just make it more direct. There's a great plugin called Boomerang, and this tool is really great because it reminds you to follow up. So when I send a pitch, I click Boomerang this email in two days with no reply, and it automatically goes back to the top of my inbox if I don't get a reply. But the other cool thing that Boomerang has is a respondability thing where it's this green scale. And so as you're typing the email, the green scale goes up and down depending on how likely someone is to respond. So the way you're writing, I don't know what it's reading, but that's really interesting to see how you're phrasing certain things. Like if you say, I hope you're doing well today versus how are you today? The how are you today is most likely to get a response because it's asking a question rather than just saying a statement.
1: I use Boomerang just for one feature and that is when I get, an email and I want to reply to get it out of the inbox, but I don't want to do an immediate reply. I use it to delay the reply. I haven't used it for the reminder if I don't get a reply to follow up. That's interesting. So that was the first half of our conversation. But before we move on from how to get booked on someone else's podcast and before we move on to how to leverage the interview once you're interviewed, Is there anything else you want to mention as it relates to how to get booked on someone else's podcast?
0: I think we covered a lot. I just think the biggest thing is being persistent and not giving up and knowing that it's a long-term strategy. So don't just send a couple pitches to a couple shows and think, okay, let's just see what happens. If you want to get on four shows a month, you should probably be pitching eight to 10 shows to actually make that goal of four shows a month happen. So really make it a part of your schedule and reach out to as many shows as possible, be consistent in your follow-up.
1: All right, now let's talk about, congratulations, your successful tips, Jessica, have landed us an interview on a podcast.
0: Yay! Yay!
1: (laughs) And now we need to leverage the interview to the fullest extent. How do we do that?
0: Number one, take some time to listen to the podcast that you're gonna be on. Now, if you've been on, dozens of shows, I'm going to be honest with you, you might not have to do this because the more experienced you are with podcast interviews, the less you have to do a ton of prep work before each show, but it's always good to go back to the basics. But if you're just getting started with being a guest on podcast, take some time before the interview, listen to their show, get to know their style. Some of them have like rapid fire rounds. And so you don't want to be caught at the end going, Oh my God, I didn't think about what my favorite book is. Cause they ask every guest that. So prepare for the interview, listen to the show and Know who their target audience is. So I went into this knowing this is a show about real estate, so I'm going to make sure that I tailor my answers to real estate. Do that. Know who the target audience is and be prepared. When you get on the show, make sure you express your gratitude. I know this is really simple, guys, and I don't want to insult your intelligence, but say thank you. (laughs) Like Say thank you, express your gratitude, and know that you are a guest in that podcaster's house. So you should act like a guest, be really great, be giving, make it the best show for them as possible. Don't think about how am I going to get investors out of this? How am I going to get deals? Focus on bringing value to that show and it will come back to you. (laughs) Okay. So be a giver, provide really great answers. Don't hold back. If you thinking, well, I don't want to give too much information because then they won't want to come find my website or they won't want to set up a call. Don't think like that. The more information you give, the more value you give, the more likely people are going to want to contact you and work with you. So give a ton of value, give a lot of great information. And then at the end of the interview, you'll most likely have the opportunity to at least give your website or a way for people to contact you. And the key here is to give a free offer, some type of call to action that motivates people to come find your website. Now, I'm gonna keep this evergreen because people are gonna listen at this different times. Sometimes video series work really well, sometimes it's webinars, sometimes it's a free PDF with like a 10-point checklist. Whatever is making sense in the marketing world at the time you're doing the interview, give a free offer that gets people to go to your website. And what I have seen work really well for real estate investors is to have a landing page that is specific to the podcast that you're on. So you can actually give your website, you know, go to my website, www.whatever.com slash best ever real estate advice or whatever. <laughs> but you get my point, <laughs> Have them go to a landing page that's specific to that show? So they feel special. So they feel be like, wow, this is just for me. And then they download the offer, they have an opportunity to join your email list, and then from there you want to nurture that relationship.
1: Landing page that's specific to your show, what software platform should we use for that?
0: Honestly, any software platform that you prefer. Which um, one do you use? so I have a WordPress site, and when I have a landing page, I just have my web designer just design it. Lead pages works great. I'm trying to think about I interviewed one of my clients. And he uses Squarespace for his website, so that works really well. It's really easy to just duplicate a landing page. And then he uses Zoho CRM, and what that CRM allows you to do is to capture the emails and goes directly into your CRM into an email autoresponder sequence, which is really key because when people opt into your email list, you have to have an email sequence so you can keep in touch with them over time.
1: Okay. My website's also in WordPress. I know you're not a web designer, but I know you also know the timing and costs relative to other things that the web designer charges for. So how much time does it take and how expensive is it relative to other things for the WordPress?
0: I think once you get a landing page designed once, it is pretty simple to duplicate it. Uh, Yeah, you're right. I am totally not a web designer, but I think even I could figure it out. So I know that you could. Once a page is designed, pretty sure there's a way for you to just duplicate it, adjust the URL, and then swap out whatever that podcast artwork is and just update the URL. So I think it's pretty simple. But the other option that you could do is just have a landing page for podcasts. So have it be your slash podcast and then say, hey, you're here because you heard me on a podcast. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Which podcast did you hear me on? And then you could just list out all the shows. So that's a way that you don't have to duplicate the whole page. You could just keep adding to it and then people can scroll through and see which show they heard you on.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, like a drop-down menu or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Well, this is valuable stuff. Anything else you want to mention as it relates to how to leverage the interview once we get the interview?
0: Yeah, I would focus on the relationship with the host, learn about them. A lot of people go into podcast interviews thinking about who the audience is and how many people are listening. Don't look beyond who the person is that's actually conducting the interview. You're more likely to get business and have profitable relationship with that person than with somebody in the listening audience you're not able to talk back and forth with so learn about who the host is ask them hey so what do you do how long have you been investing just make a connection with them build a relationship with them connect on social media maybe if you have a book or something send them something in the mail figure out if you guys are going to the same conferences when you can meet up really focus on building relationships with each person that interviews you and that's where a lot of referrals will come from Mm.
1: Yeah, and I will say one thing not to do in the vein of focusing on the host is to continually mention the host's name throughout the interview. I find that so annoying, and it's such an old-school stupid tactic where an interview guest will come on And every question I ask, they'll say, well, Joe, that's an interesting question. And I see right through what they're doing. They're trying to build rapport with me, but it's the exact opposite because it's fake and it's just too intentional. So just be genuine with how you focus on the host and just let it flow naturally. And I love building a relationship with them over time, sending them something in the mail afterward. That's cool stuff.
0: And on the same vein, a lot of people teach that when you're pitching yourself to a podcaster, say, oh, I love your show. It's so great. Unless you have genuinely been listening to that podcast for quite some time and you really love it, you're like, oh man, I've been listening for six months and I want to be on it. Don't say you love the show. We all know we just want exposure and we can like it and respect it, but- don't
1: be a brown noser. <laughs> yep. Exactly. just be real. Just be real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all else fails, just be yourself and be real. And that will be your best approach in life. All right, Jessica, this has been incredibly informative. I'm very grateful that you were on the show and that you shared with us how to get booked on other people's podcasts and then how to leverage the interviews. Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you?
0: Head on over to interviewconnectionsbook.com. I just released my book. I'm selling it for free. Just a small shipping and handling charge. It's a paperback book called Interview Connections, How to Rock the Podcast from Both Sides of the Mic. Honestly, it has everything we talked about in today's interview and so much more. So if this is interesting to you and you're intrigued by being on podcasts, grab a copy of my book. You will not regret it. So that's at interviewconnectionsbook.com.
1: I will be doing that right after we get done talking. I will get the book shipped out to my home. (laughs) Well, Jessica, thank you for being on the show again. Some takeaways I got. I love how you went through a linear process for getting booked. And that is, first, you position yourself as an expert. Second, you have a one sheet with topics of interest, your name, your bio, potential questions, Third, you identify the podcasts that fit and that are currently publishing. Fourth, you get their email and write the pitch. Five, in the pitch, you make sure that you bring value to their listeners. That's the whole focus. As long as your story will bring value to the listeners, then everything else will fall in place, but focus on them. And then the underlying theme of the five-step process is to be persistent and don't give up. You said eight to 10 shows will be pitched if you want to get on four shows a month. But you're an expert in this. Perhaps you're getting a higher degree of success, whereas people who are starting out might be a little bit higher on the number of shows they reach out to. And as far as how to leverage the interviews, take time, listen to the podcast first. I personally don't do that unless it's a really large podcast because I get interviewed often. But I do know going into it, the target audience and how I can add value. But then I always ask the host, why do people listen to your podcast? And I phrase it in perhaps a not as direct way, but that's basically the question I ask before we get started. And they'll tell me, oh, they listened to learn XYZ. Boom, I know how to focus my conversation with them at the time. And I mentioned that multiple times throughout the conversation when I'm being interviewed. So how to leverage, you take time, listen, or prepare, express gratitude before you start recording to the host, and then be transparent. And the more great information you provide, the more results you're gonna get from it. And then fourth is to have an offer to your website. One thing I do, I just give them an email. I say, here's a guide that you can get, email info at joefairless.com, and we'll get you the guide, the email, and then my assistant gives them the information, and then says, and we're gonna sign you up for our weekly exclusive newsletter, and I've never had anyone say, no, don't do that, and we just include them in there. But I think I need to be more sophisticated and actually have a landing page. And then- uh,
0: I like your personal touch though, Joe. I, I think that's nice.
1: Okay. Well, good. We'll keep rolling with that then. And then the last thing is focus on the host. Focus on them because you're going to be building a relationship with them and they're an influencer because other people are listening to them. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend, Jessica, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener. And guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Ready to enter the minds of successful entrepreneurs and millionaires? Are you ready to excel in your entrepreneurial and investing journey? The new podcast, Before the Millions, studies phenomenal entrepreneurs and their path to millions. Journey through exclusive interviews, giving you all the secrets to mimic their successes. Listen and subscribe to Before the Millions podcast at beforethemillions.com that's before